Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Are you obsessed with your shoes? If not, then you probably don't have Rothy's because when you have shoes that are comfortable, washable, and come in tons of styles and colorways, obsession is basically mandatory. There's a Rothy's shoe for every occasion. Flats, sneakers, loafers, ankle boots, and more. Step up your shoes this spring with a new pair of Rothy's. For a limited time, get $20 off your first purchase when you go to rothys.com comfort. That's $20 off at rothys.com comfort. my beautiful love muffins welcome back to the podcast my name is deandre nicolette if you're new here my love welcome i'm so excited to have you here tuned in for your first ever episode of manifest daily and if you're an og listener y'all already know the vibes okay hey girl hey hey boy hey what's popping what's good welcome back to another episode of manifest daily my loves i am in such an elated mood this morning okay i am feeling good i'm feeling on top of the world and baby you would not have known i barely slept this weekend okay that's like the energy that I'm on that's the vibes that I'm on literally the way I can tell when I'm like super excited about a podcast episode is when I come back from the gym and I ain't even get in the shower yet but I'm sitting here recording baby girl I'm in my robe okay my, my wig is off yes ma'am took my wig off I'm sitting here in my robe sweaty a little bit sweaty cooling down of course I did like a lot of cardio I've been getting back into sprints in the gym but I was like I need to sit down and record this because I am like so excited for this episode Episode. I'm so excited and I can't wait to get into it. I can't wait to get I can't wait to talk. I can't wait to talk. Girl. Okay. I can't wait to get into the tea. Okay. The tea for this episode. But I want to do like a little, you know, intro recap of the weekend. So if you follow me on Instagram, y'all would have seen that I went to New Orleans this weekend. Or as y'all be saying, New Orleans, New Orleans. <laughs> yes, ma'am. First of all, all I did was eat beignets. Like, I feel like I am just a beignet at this point because when I tell you every single time we like went out or we had like a meal or something I was like an order of beignets please thank you thank you <laughs> but honestly they were so so good so I went for a work trip and I got to see my friend Tolu Yari no Tolu okay hey girl if you listen hey girl I miss you <laughs> but we got to see each other again and we were just living it up it was such a fun weekend because it was one of those things where it's like yes it was you know business a business trip because um one of the guys when I was like getting on the plane he was like you going for a business or pleasure I said baby both okay a little bit of both so that's exactly what it is or it was what it was rather but we went for a travel festival and we just got to hang out we got to see a little bit of new orleans we we're downtown and it was just cool to see another city like 
I've been loving just adding more domestic travel into my life recently. Definitely a lot of it because of work, but just some of it also to kind of like me allowing myself to step outside of my comfort zone and be like, let me visit other cities and see what it's like. I feel like I've lived in the United States for most of my life, but pretty much all I knew up until recently was like Boston and, you know, maybe a little bit of like Maryland because my aunt lives in Maryland, but that that was about it. So it's been so cool to be able to see other cities, see what I buy with I also too one thing I'll say is like I'm definitely someone where I could pick up on the vibes of like a city and how I feel about it very very easily like y'all know when I got here I was like I think I could live here and granted New Orleans I don't think I could live there but it was a cool city and it was nice to visit and it was nice to like see something else and be able to like meet new people and have a whole different experience so that was so much fun I can't wait for the next trip okay I can't wait to get into whatever that is I think I'll be going to Memphis next month I'm also gonna be going back to Boston so I'm just excited for like all the the little like mini weekend trips that I have planned coming up for both business and pleasure so I'm just getting back into my routine like I said I didn't really sleep that much this weekend because honestly it was just like a lot of doing work stuff and then T T girl I gotta call you out T had an alarm set one these morning she know what I'm talking about but she had an alarm set girl it was 4 45 in the morning that alarm went off and as you guys know the we have daylight savings time in the U.S. this weekend so the clock went forward so basically 4 45 a.m. was like an, the low-key old school 3:45 a.m. so I barely slept that night and I ended up waking up and I don't know where the energy came from I don't know what was going on but I went down to the hotel lobby and I worked on the outline for this episode because I was looking at my content calendar and I thought I had a different episode planned for today but then I was looking at it and I was like oh it's the psychology of dating apps episode and I was so excited because baby we finna get into the tea about these apps okay we finna talk okay I got some stuff to say and I did my research um as you guys will notice in the show notes this week there are a lot of links a lot of additional links I listed all the sources that I used for this episode in case you were interested in reading any of the articles I read so you know I love me a good uh journal a peer-reviewed journal article uh a study of some sort so I'm coming with receipts okay usually I do come with receipts baby but this time I'm coming with receipts so if you want to read any of the sources that I got my information from check them out look at the stats any of that stuff all the links will be down below in the show notes so you guys can check that out but yeah I am super excited like I said for this one because I feel like we're gonna get into a couple different things that I've seen people or not that I have seen I actually have seen some people talk about it but I feel like I haven't seen enough people talk about it and maybe again could just be the space I'm playing in on the internet where I'm not exposed to a lot of this content but I am excited for us to have this conversation today and as usual DM me on Instagram let me know how you feel about this episode what you think about this episode if it brought up any things that you have been feeling or that you have noticed that now you also got the receipts to show and prove and we could just have a conversation about it so yeah let's go ahead and dive into this episode I am very very excited like I said for a million times to talk about this so let's just go ahead and dive in okay okay Oh 
gone are the days where you can only meet someone through family, a pre-planned arrangement, or friends. Dating apps have pretty much changed the way that we date, and they've introduced this opportunity where we're able to meet people that we never would have met in real life. According to Pew Research Center, three in 10 Americans say that they've used an online dating app, and girl, you already know I'm one of them three, okay? <laughs> but over 323 million users are in dating apps worldwide, with Badu, Tinder, and Match.com taking the top three spots for app users, respectively, according to Business of Apps. And according to Statistica, in the United States, Tinder, Bumble, and Plenty of Fish take the top three spots, respectively. With so many users on the apps, they've pretty much introduced the idea of matching with and exploring romantic interests that don't look like what we've expected them to. In many ways, dating apps have created spaces for more open-mindedness when it comes to dating, but we're also going to talk about how they've also created spaces for quite the opposite. What used to be a very in-person, interactive process has been one that is now largely facilitated online until it's time to meet the person in person and see if y'all click, see if the chemistry is there, see if the attraction is actually there in person. It's wild because dating apps have made the process of connecting with other human beings one that can often feel a little bit cold, a little bit disconnected, simply because of the nature of the beast involved, which is technology. It's a phenomenon that we've seen play out with social media, where even though someone could have like a ton of different followers and a ton of different connections online, they can also feel really lonely and quite disconnected from everyone. So it brings up this concern of the longer lasting effect of technology and these processes where the purpose is connection and the purpose is human tenderness. I feel like I'm just questioning how technology affects this and how we're going to see relationships change over time or how we're going to see relationships that are formed in the era of dating apps evolve over time. Join the BD team in Columbus, Nebraska. We're hiring for multiple positions with sign-on bonus eligibility. Our comprehensive benefits plan starts for all employees on their first day, including low or no-cost insurance plans for select positions, career growth opportunities, and more. BD is made for what's next in health and your career. Apply today at jobs.bd.com. That's jobs.bd.com. Like many, if not all the apps at this point that we use on our phones, dating apps have very specific algorithms that are designed to match us up with others. These algorithms use a mix of source data, including the data that you provide, such as your age, your race, your height, and other pieces of data that are provided once you link your social media profiles to the app. And some of them be letting you link your Spotify too. So baby, people be getting like a, a basically like a better understanding of who you are as a person, not just like how you physically look, but kind of a little bit of how you think and you know, how you might be as a person based on things like the music that you listen to. These apps take into account your preferences based on who you're liking and who you're swiping right, along with the overall majority of how other people prefer and perceive you. Tinder, for example, once used what is known as an ELO rating, where you're ranked based on how many people have swiped right on you, but the weight of each like is based on how many times that person has been swiped right. So basically, if a more liked, or in this case, we're assuming more generally socially attractive person, 
swiped right on you, this counts more than someone who isn't as liked or isn't as seemingly socially attractive or socially accepted. According to a press release from Tinder, they're using a much more cutting edge technology to match users, but that they've yet to disclose. And a lot of these apps, like if you look them up, they'll give you like a taste of like how their algorithms are set up and a taste of what they're using to match users. But obviously it's like a secret sauce. You're not gonna sit here and give you tea on every single thing that they're doing on the back end because that is basically like their trademark. You know what I'm saying? So while these algorithms are designed to create a space where you're shown more people that you're likely to prefer, it can also create the perfect ecosystem for discrimination based on physical traits. According to a Cornell University study in a subsequent paper titled Debiasing Desire, Addressing Bias and Discrimination on Intimate Platforms, user profiles laced with phrases like no blacks, sorry, no Indians, no Asians, no Africans, or only here to talk to white boys have given rise to critical research about what many may consider to be sexual racism. The paper goes on to say, while discrimination certainly occurred and continues to occur in offline spaces, intimate platforms provide easy to use features that allow users to act on such preferences. As platforms have become centralized marketplaces for finding intimate partners, even small design decisions that impact matching behavior can have significant effects in the aggregate. Essentially, what they're saying is dating app features that are designed to help you find your perfect match, whatever you might think that is, are also the same features that create opportunities for discrimination against certain groups, especially and mainly already marginalized populations. The paper goes on to say, for minority racial groups, pervasive forms of rejection, discrimination, and marginalization, whether on or offline, can cultivate deep feelings of personal shame and lead subjects of discrimination to view themselves as less attractive and less desirable. So I have to pause here because I was reading these papers and obviously like I personally have my own experiences with these things like with discrimination on these apps but in many ways like part of me was like maybe I'm just imagining it maybe it's just me maybe I'm overthinking it but reading the research and seeing that there's actual proof that people of color and other groups are discriminated against on these platforms like it was in many ways kind of bittersweet because it was like okay I know I'm not crazy but it was also like this really sucks because how are we supposed to have a fair chance at finding love on these platforms when essentially there are systems that are at play that are helping to discriminate against us on these platforms. As a black woman on these platforms, I can't tell you the number of times I've questioned my physical appearance, my general attraction, simply because I don't see as many likes on a platform like Hinge. I've had to remind myself that it's not me. It could literally just be like the location, the filters that I have on, or simply that the men in my area aren't necessarily attracted to a more liberal thinking, spiritual woman, especially when y'all know the political affiliation in Texas tends to sway basically the complete opposite way. According to an NPR article on how racial discrimination plays out in dating apps in 2014 user data on OkCupid showed that most men on the site rated black women as less attractive than women of other races and ethnicities and while 2014 might seem like it's an eternity ago given the fact that we're in 2022 currently this behavior and discrimination is still incredibly apparent and still persisting to this day one of the things that makes the entire dating app industry really interesting is that we have to consider and remember that this is a business industry after after all, and a really lucrative one at that. Bumble, which is one of the most well-known dating apps founded by Whitney Wolf in early 2021, was named an $8 billion company, y'all. $8 billion, okay. And Match.com, which is the parent company of many of the apps that we know, such as Bumble, Hinge, OkCupid, I believe Tinder as well, was valued at $45 billion, with Match.com bringing in $2.4 billion in revenue in 2022 alone. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. And while most of these apps are free to use, they fall into this category, which is known as like freemium subscriptions, which basically means that you can get access to the basic features for free, but to really experience the majority of the apps, robust features, you need to pay. Many of these apps hide really great features behind a paywall. For example, on Bumble and Tinder, if you swipe left on someone by accident, if you want to go back to see who you missed out on, you need to have access to a premium plan. You can't just go back and like see that person. Or on Bumble, if you want to see the people that have already liked you, guess what? You need to pay for premium to and I've talked about this before where I've said like I typically will pay for premium like I'm that person where I'll fork over some cash because for me it just helps to save time and it helps to essentially like make me feel as if I'm being even more intentional about my dating process these apps are essentially capitalizing on one of our most vulnerable desires as human beings the desire to couple up. I've literally been a paying user on Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, and even OkCupid, usually not at the same time, you guys, but I know that can sound a little bit excessive, but as someone who is intentionally dating, like I said, I understand the importance of paying to see better potential matches or to just save time on the apps. Yet this begs the bigger question of if the apps are businesses at the end of the day and we are the consumers, like single people are the consumers, then why in the world would it be in their best interest to have us actually find love and have us actually find our match and having a single person find love and delete the app and cancel their subscription especially like I said if they are a long time paying member means less money for the app overall one could argue that better results of finding love and like if people are finding love on these apps and they're saying oh my god like I found my boyfriend on Ninja, I found my fiance on Bubble then maybe the apps could bring in new customers especially like if people are thinking that's the more successful app they could bring in new customers at a better rate if they're seen as more successful of an option as an app option but the question still remains if the apps are truly looking for us to find love and delete it at the end of the day or are they just trying to look out for their bottom line okay and are they trying to just keep us in this endless paying loop I think another really interesting thing about dating apps is that they have this ability to make you feel like you have endless options, yet no options all at once. Because I know y'all have heard me complain so many times about the streets, like they are not giving what they need to have gave. And it's wild because you can be on a dating app and you can be swiping, 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 and literally it just feels like, again, there are endless options, yet because the streets feel like they truly are not giving what they are supposed to have gave at all, it also at the end day feels kind of hopeless sometimes and it kind of makes you or at least makes me feel as if am I ever gonna find somebody is there really somebody out there for me because truly it's just it's just not it 
According to a psychological phenomenon known as the paradox of choice, the more options we have, the less decisions we tend to make. Having too many options can often lead to what's known as choice paralysis. Basically, when you're afraid to choose for fear of choosing the wrong thing or of degradation and satisfaction, where after you have actually chosen and made your decision, you feel like, damn, I could have really chose better. In the modern dating world, there's no longer a feeling of scarcity as it once was before. With the world at your literal fingertips, it can become easy to feel like if you just keep swiping, you can find a better match. You can find someone taller, someone more handsome, someone more educated, someone who is perfect. While dating apps have been designed to give us a better chance at finding our person and connecting, they have seemed to make it harder by forcing us to essentially chase the impossible. According to a 2019 study and paper titled A Rejection Mindset, Choice Overload in Online Dating, people have become increasingly likely to reject potential partners to the extent that they are presented with more options. And the study also goes on to say that the initial benefit women have in their likelihood of having a match dissolved in the process of online dating. Basically, the longer women are in dating apps, the less likely they are to find a suitable match as a choice paradox is fulfilled. Essentially, you're going to be swiping to find that better match. And I feel like in some ways I have encountered this choice paradox, but I've also encountered some additional research that has talked about how instead of trying to find like that perfect person or the one who has like no flaws because that literally does not exist like none of us are perfect it's really about finding the person that you are most compatible with that you can grow with that essentially can like give you all of your necessary needs and is open to growing with you and learning with you and like helping to be more adaptable and compatible over time right I feel like when I first started online dating I was definitely more in the mindset of trying to find that perfect person and being like oh my god he's not tall enough he's not this he's not that he's not whatever and I've had to come to that place where I've been very honest with myself and been like okay but I'm not perfect so how can I be sitting here looking for this very impossible to find individual like this literal needle in a haystack when they are just simply not going to exist and I know anything is possible right I sit in that statement and I love that statement I'm there for that statement and that fact however what I think is really important when it comes to finding love is finding a partner that you truly are compatible with. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Love is not enough in a relationship. You can love someone to death, but if they are not compatible with you, if you guys are not matching up in the things that are very important in life, especially when it comes to the prediction of long-term compatibility and like long-term success of a relationship, love is not gonna be enough to keep you all together. It's gonna turn to something that's very, very toxic and I've had that experience before and I don't necessarily think that we should be chasing this idea of like perfect, you know, attraction and love and whatever like we should really be looking for that long-term compatibility and it's really interesting again this whole idea of the choice paradox and what happens as you are swiping over time do you start to feel like I said really hopeless about the whole situation and feel like oh my god I'm seeing so many people but I'm not seeing that person for me or do you start to become more open-minded and think okay there are so many people there has to be someone for me it really is like a mindset choice I think at the end of the day with like how you see the presentation of essentially endless partners but like I said and like the research shows that choice paradox comes into play where again the more you see the more people that you see the more subconsciously you start to think if you swipe one more time you might find someone better and is that true could be but also it could also lead you down this spiral road where you are swiping for months days years on end not necessarily willing to you know meet that person who could actually be a really good match for you because you feel as if it's settling when maybe it really isn't
Asking what the future of dating apps is, is a really interesting question because I think that they are becoming like more integrated into our lives and more integrated into society. And they're becoming like way more accepted and acceptable to use as a means for finding a partner. Many people are still hesitant to like go to group activities, to go to bars, to go to the places where you would traditionally meet a partner or it would be like traditionally possible to meet a partner. So dating apps are a really suitable option for those who are looking for love and who've yet to find it yet with everything that we've explored today i don't necessarily think it's silly to be cynical about dating apps and to be cynical about their success rates according to pew research center three in ten americans have used a dating app but out of those like three in ten americans only 12 percent have been in a committed relationship or married someone from an app and putting the numbers into perspective i know we're talking about like millions of people but like when there are billions of people on the planet it can seem like a really small percent and a really small success rate yet at the end of the day there is a success rate right it's not zero it's not negative obviously it can't be negative but it's not zero it's like a positive number so there is still a possibility of finding a match and finding someone online which makes the apps worthwhile to try i think especially if you haven't tried them at all they do offer some sort of sliver of hope for those people like myself who maybe don't go out as often who don't really go to bars who may not have like friends who can introduce them to mutual friends that are also single and essentially don't have as many traditional options to meet someone as some other people in their peer groups using the apps or not discernment is definitely key i don't think the apps are going anywhere i think they're only going to continue to get more quote-unquote smarter the algorithms are going to change and adapt as we've seen tinder started off with like the elo score now they have some other new adaptation or new algorithm that they have not disclosed but these apps are really trying to find a way to scientifically create like a equation that's successful for love and i think that's really interesting i think it gets into this question of like can we actually create an equation that predicts compatibility predicts relationship success long term again we've seen so many of these apps and websites doing that like match.com i think is like one of the most famous ones like the questions that they ask or they you know matching people up based on certain interests and certain like educational values and you know do you want kids and all these different things which i think are really good predictors and markers of compatibility but one thing that I don't think computers can ever really capture and algorithms can ever really predict are these nuances of compatibility, these nuances of like relationships and intimacy that that we as humans have such like, I know, like we have such a, a way of like feeling and understanding that you cannot put into words. Like think about it. Have you ever gone on a date with someone who like on paper, they would have been not the person for you and you meet them in person and you guys actually find that you have a lot of the really core values in common and there's this attraction there's this spark there's something there that makes you feel like wow like i'm so glad i gave this person a chance and on the other side you know maybe you saw someone who was like everything on paper like i know i've gone on so many dates here with guys who like on paper they should be a perfect match for me but when we go in person when we meet up it's like it's not giving like there's something there that doesn't feel right that doesn't click and i don't think again computers can predict that right that is not something that we can essentially at this part you know or, or at this time in society and in science and everything i don't necessarily think we can quantify and qualify with like scientific terms it just is it just is what it is it's a feeling it's a knowing it's that intuition
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I'm really curious to see where dating apps end up, where they continue, what happens next, like what's the next app, what's the next algorithm. And also in my journey personally, I'm curious to see, will I find my person online? Is my person someone that I bump into randomly on the street? Like, like I said, I don't really have, you know, friends who have single friends to introduce me to. So me thinking I'm going to meet someone through a friend, I don't really see that as like a high possibility, but I'm not going to discount it because you never really know. But for me, the apps, so far have been really great in terms of like allowing me to meet new people allowing me to expand my horizon with who I'm dating I have since I've moved here and since I've been very like open-minded when it comes to dating I've met so many different men who wouldn't have been my traditional type right but they have been the type of men who they're a great match in terms of spiritual beliefs in terms of values in terms of their work ethic their ambition their intelligence all of these things that I truly value I've met so many of those men here because of the fact that I've been very open-minded and obviously I'm still single and that's not necessarily to say because I have like such high impossible standards I will say I've met a couple guys that I would have been willing to date like not even willing to that actually wanted to date but things didn't work out because of something on there and maybe they were still healing from a relationship or um there was one in particular where I really like this guy and he really liked me but we just our religion didn't match up like I'm very spiritual and very open but he was very like you know very religious and that's something that I'm also learning being in the south and being like I think it's like on the bible belt or below the bible belt is that a lot of men here have a very uh traditional christian view and traditional christian beliefs which again I am here for if that's what you believe I'm not going to knock anyone's beliefs but they want a wife who also has the same who wants to go to church who wants to uh partake in a lot of these like religious just ceremonies that I don't necessarily do because that's just not me and you know that does make it a little harder to date here because of my I guess like religious background and also my political affiliation as well obviously it's very conservative in Texas and I don't hold a lot of um, the beliefs of the political parties here in Texas that are like the main ones and that makes it a little harder too but I'm really curious to see how this evolves and maybe one day we'll do an episode with whoever my man's is but girl one thing I feel like I just don't want to bring a man on this podcast again unless we are like engaged or married or something like that so yeah but I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode i know it was definitely a little bit more scripted um hopefully didn't sound too scripted (laughs) but i had to like give y'all tea on the research and one thing is i can't memorize these numbers so i had to read them off the paper okay i had to read them off the paper but everything will be linked below in terms of the sources in terms of the material used for this episode really hope you guys enjoyed it let me know your thoughts where do you think dating apps are going do you think that there will ever be a day that they can like really like 
I don't know, maybe it's like 99.9% accuracy predict the success and longevity of a romantic relationship and partnership. And if so, how far off are we from that, right? Like we're at the point now where they're talking about flying cars. And if you think about it, an airplane is, you know, a flying car basically. So it's like we have, and I was on a flight, you know, yesterday and I was like, wow, it's like, wow, that we literally have this like massive multi-ton object in the sky carrying all of these people, all of this luggage. And we're not falling down like that is so wild right so it's like if we can do that shouldn't we and can't we get to a point where we can find everyone their quote-unquote perfect match i should think so right i should think so but let me know what you think come find me on instagram and we can chat there but i really hope you guys enjoyed this episode i'm gonna go shower now and i think i'm gonna go to starbucks and maybe uh maybe panera this morning to work it's a little gloomy here so i kind of want to get out of the house and go somewhere to work have some breakfast and edit this episode i will chat with you my loves on friday and that episode we're gonna be talking about some universal laws so get ready for that one and yeah like i said come find me on instagram Make sure to give this podcast a five-star review if you enjoyed it. A five, four-star review. I've been seeing some four stars, you know, five, five four, five, four. <laughs> but just a high-star review if you enjoyed this episode. And I will chat with you guys in the next one. Bye, my loves. Hi, my love. I hope you're enjoying Manifest Daily, whether this is your second or your 22nd episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with our latest episodes. And if you really love this show, I would appreciate it if you could do me a huge favor by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It really helps the show grow and reach more listeners like yourself. And like I said, I would be super grateful for you to leave that five-star review. Thank you for being here and for being a part of this amazing and growing podcast community. Now let's go ahead and dive into today's episode.